give me a minute. The theme this month has been super, uh, curiosity has a superpower. And we, and we talked all month about that, right? First, we talked about the nature of, of curiosity. And we, we talked about our superpower, right? And what is our superpower? We talked about ourselves as limitless beings, that anything can be our superpower. We just heard DeAndre Simmons' superpower. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> right? We all draw from that one universal intelligence what will express through us. So we all have that a, a limitless amount of superpower. So for this last talk, I wonder, well, that's, that's it. That's the name of the talk. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what we do with all that information, right? We've been talking about this all month. What do you do with all that information? I wonder what we do with it. Do we put it into practice? Do we put truth into action in our lives? Or is this just a, you know, a mental exercise? you go home and do you put this stuff into action? And you read what's in the Science of Mind textbook. Do you try it? Anyway, that's what I wonder. I wonder what we do with all this information. I wonder how we put it into action in our lives. I wonder a lot of things. I wonder what are you holding on to that's holding you back? I think that's something good to wonder. I wonder how do you measure success? I think it's individual, right? I wonder what's the meaning of life. Hmm. Do you wonder what's the meaning of life? I wonder what the meaning of my life is. Do you wonder what the, the meaning of your life is? I wonder what is the moment which you felt most grateful? Can you remember something like that? I, I have a lot of questions. I wonder what is, the, what is the part of your everyday routine that you would be better off without? I wonder. I wonder what would you do if you knew you could not fail, right? That's a question. I wonder what, what question you wish people would ask you when they meet you. You know, Emerson used to say when he met up with a friend that he hadn't seen for a while, you know, what, you, what do you usually say? Hey, how you doing? Right? Hey, how are you? Uh, you know, and yeah, fine. How are you? Emerson used to, if he met up for a friend he hadn't seen for a while, would ask, so what have you learned since last we met? Isn't that lovely? Way better, way better question. It was a way better question than, hey, how you doing? Hey, all right, how you doing? Forget about it. <sighs> Ever wonder who knew what time it was when the first clock was built? What did they set it at? Did you ever wonder what's better, being a big fish in a little pond or a little fish in a big pond? Right? What's better for you? Was math created or discovered? Don't think I'm going to answer these questions either. Why is it called a building if it's already built? No, I don't know. Why is a slim chance and a fat chance the same chance? And that, that last one? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I do not know. But we can ask ourselves these questions, and we can sit in wonder of a lot of things. We may not know the answers to most of those, but there are some that we can sit with in meditation. There are some that will reveal themselves to us, like what is our value, what is our measure of success, or what is the meaning of my life right now? There are questions that we can take into meditation and absolutely have, have directions revealed to us. 
But I think we need to ask ourselves better questions, right? Questions like that. We need to ask ourselves better questions. Sometimes, you know, when we're blindsided by some unexpected event or challenging situation or, you know, like a bill in the mail that like you didn't know about, something like that. Sometimes the question is, ah, why me? Why me? Why now? What's going on? Why do these things always happen to me? Wrong questions. Those are the wrong questions to be asking. That's kingdom one consciousness. Remember that we talked about the four kingdoms, right? So kingdom one is that victim consciousness where, you know, we are at the effect of the world. This is the world that happens to us and we have no power or control over it. That question leaves us at the effect of the world. Why is this happening to me, right? As if we have no power and all the power that we recognize in our lives comes from the outside in and descends upon us. Now, the better question to ask in a a situation like that is, wow, that's interesting. (laughs) Wow, that's interesting. What can I learn from this? What can I learn from this? The question comes from a higher place. Can you feel the difference? Right? A place of wonder. It comes from a place of wonder. Gee, I wonder what I can learn from this. This is an interesting situation. (laughs) That's without a value judgment on it, right? Without it's good, it's bad, it's whatever. Just this is interesting. What can I learn from this? And it comes from that place of wonder and the place of command where you are in charge of your response. So you're an active participant in it now. It's not just happening to you. And you should be an active participant in your life, right? I mean, really, you should be because you are spirit in form. You are spirit in form. So you are, by your daily affirmations and intention settings, you are co-creating the outpicturing, the instances, the circumstances, the conditions of your life. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, just accept then that no matter what your experience may have been until now, that truth about you is that while you were born to human parentage, the real you that came through this human parentage is an original, creative, wonderful being. You are God's beloved child. This is not a myth. This is real. There's only one thing, right? We say core, counsel, core, core concept one. There's only one thing. There's only universal intelligence. There's only God. There's only energy, whatever you want to call it. We're all made out of it. It's all one thing. So we are the outpicturing of the beloved. We are cause, not effect. Or I should say, we are the cause of our own effects. We are the cause of our own effects. So a better question, another high-level question we can ask instead of, why me, would be, gee, I wonder how spirit solves this one. right? Gee, I wonder how spirit's going to solve this one. It'll be very interesting to know. Did you ever have one of those situations where you just like, I don't know, turn it over and then pray about it, affirm, whatever, and, and something happens and you're like, I would have never solved it that way. I would have never even thought about that. And then, and here it is, right? The answer is right in front of us because we are the cause of our own effects. Remember, spirit is doing the work. Spirit is doing the work. We are those receptive channels through which spirit works. We allow. That is what our life is about. We welcome a change in condition, don't we? When we're experiencing something that we're not fond of and we want to shift to another kind of condition, we welcome the change in condition. 
with joyful expectation, just as we're supposed to be. Ernest Holmes said, we don't make things happen. We make them welcome. We make them welcome. We have a new thought. That's what this whole teaching is about. We have a new thought. We make it welcome. It flows through us. It changes the conditions around us. And we do these things with joyful expectation, right? Because you know all about the levels of vibration and, and how we resonate with some lower ones and higher ones. Well, joyful expectation is a high level of energy that we should be resonating in. We can be resonating in. And then then that's what that like attracts like is all about. That joyful expectation just out pictures as joyful circumstances in a lot of the times. In thoughts are things, Ernest Holmes said, as you open your consciousness to a greater receptivity of the divine, to an enlarged concept of good, that good can flow into your experience. Life will take on new and wonderful meaning. This is what we do. This is the practice of the science of mind, isn't it? To resonate in the good, to resonate with God, knowing there are no opposites, right? God is the truth to which there is no opposite. So God is good. That's it. And one of the ways we expand our consciousness to this greater receptivity is to live in wonder, right? You children live in wonder all the time. Do you ever see them? Like they're, they're fascinated with, you know, anything, bugs and protractors and whatever, you know, they're just fascinated by all sorts of things. To live a life in wonder, live your life in wonder, right? And then you're like, well, what does that mean to live your life in wonder? David Bennett wrote, when we live in a state of wonder, we are seeking truth, making us explorers in life. In this state of being, we experience joy, a joy so natural that it builds curiosity, wisdom, and humility. Just to be in wonder. Do you ever take those walks around your neighborhood and just absolutely immerse yourself in the present moment and look at the flower and look at the, a blade of grass and look at the leaves on the trees and all the little veins and how individual each, each and every leaf is? That is to live in wonder, to be in the moment. Our lives are made up of some really big moments, but mostly small moments. And when we're not paying attention, we miss them, right? We miss those everyday small moments, even washing the dishes, the, the wonder of the, the feel of the water on our hands. We just, we miss those small moments because we're miles away in our head, aren't we? We're, we're either in the past ruminating over what we should or should have not, not have done or could or didn't do, or we're worrying about the future. Oh, what's to come? What's going to happen? What is it going to be like? We miss the moment. We miss the, the, the present moment. And it's in the present moment where we have all of our power. And that's why we pray in the present moment. You've gone to practitioners, right? Practitioners, you know this. We pray in the presence. We pray as if. We pray now. Because now is the only moment we have. Now is the, the, the point of power in our lives. Now. It's right now. It's right now. So that's how we pray. That's how we change conditions through the power of mind is by staying in the now. We can affect change in our lives through prayer, through intention setting, through meditation, through visioning, through all of these spiritual practices we have in our spiritual tool belts, because all of them keep us grounded in the now. And now is where our power is. Ernest Holmes in Creative Living said, if we could just, if we could just identify ourselves with life and forget death, with love and forget hate, with joy 
and forget misery, with peace and forget discord, with abundance and forget limitation, how wonderful it would be. There has to come an awakening. Everyone in the simple integrity of his or her individual soul must learn to meet the universe in exaltation. Ha, huh, doesn't that sound great? Exaltation. I love that word. The unbridled joy of being alive. So, so let's go back to these simple wonderings, right? We, in order to live in wonder, we have, to, we have to think wonder. We have to be wonder. So I wonder, what, what are we going to do with all this information? I wonder how we're going to put it into practice, right? Ernest Holmes would say this. He would say, prove the principles. Test, test, test the theory. Prove to yourself that this stuff works. And, and he said, <clears throat> You will find when it comes to practice, you will throw all your books out the window and you will sit down in the middle of yourself and do it anyway. And I love that. This is a practical spirituality. We've always talked about that. Well, it's not there. But <laughs> transforming lives through practical spirituality, it says that on the other banner we have. <laughs> transforming lives through practical spirituality, that's what we do. So here he says, we just practice. You know, the books are theory. It's all theory until we put it into practice, until we try it, until we work out and prove the principles to ourselves. Do the spiritual work. Make up your own affirmations. I know we throw affirmations at you every week. I'm sure some of them you resonate with. Some of them you're like, meh, I don't know. There, it's all right. Some of them you probably write, you know, on your mirror in the morning. Who knows? But the fact is, make up your own affirmations. Make them mean something to you. Do that spiritual work. Make up the affirmations. Write them down. Say them out loud. Say them out loud. Use them. Write in your gratitude journal. Be of service to a greater good. Pray, 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 pray. You know, how do you get to Carnegie Hall, right? Practice, practice, practice. How do you get to spiritual enlightenment? Pray, pray, pray. That's what you do. Journal and sit on your meditation cushion. Even if you don't feel like it, do it anyway. You're just sitting there waiting for nothing to happen. It's all you're doing. So, do it. Make it a practice. And while you're sitting there, think about what you wonder. Sometimes the answers come. Ask when you're sitting on your med. Oh, am I here? I'm here. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, hmm. Ask when you're sitting on your meditation cushion, what is holding me back? What is holding me back? Or ask, how do I measure success? How do I measure success? What is the meaning of my life? today because it changes doesn't it the meaning of your life changes as you as you grow as you spiritually evolve as you attain certain goals and then you set others the meaning of your life changes what are my gratitude moments take it to meditation really find out what that is what part of my daily routine can i do without right that i would be better off without and ask emerson's question what have you learned since last we met? What have you learned since last we met? And most of all, more than just wondering about your life, be in wonder in your life. Be in wonder. See life anew. Pay attention. I love that. You know, that's, and that's a shift in energy, right? When you pay attention, it's like money. You pay for things, you get things, right? There is a value to that. When you pay attention, you receive things as well. It's a wonderful world. It is a wonder-filled world. 
And here is an affirmation I'm going to give to you, even though I said write your own. <laughs> I'm going to give you this one. This is your homework. I want you to, I want you to write this one down and read it every day. Ernest Holmes said, I give thanks to my inner life for all of its marvelous wonders and for all its wonderful works. I sing and be glad for I know that I am hidden with truth in a perfect life. We're going to say that together. You with me? Okay. I will give thanks to my inner life. I will give thanks to my inner life for all its marvelous wonders. And all its marvelous wonders. And for all its wonderful works. And for all its wonders. I will sing and be glad. For I know I am hidden with truth in perfect life. I am hidden with truth in perfect life. This is your affirmation for the week. This is your affirmation. <laughs> this is your affirmation for the week. I want you to say it and repeat it and just see what marvelous things transform in your life. And maybe, maybe by the end of the week, we'll all know why a slim chance and a fat chance are the same chance. <laughs> Thank you so much.